Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here. Thanks for joining me for our time of prayer and scripture reflection. And thanks for what you do in terms of inviting others to join. Think about those in your life, in your friends, in social media contacts that might appreciate an invitation to join us for these times of prayer. You can leave your own prayer intentions, of course, in the comments. And let's delve now into the presence of God and His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we praise you for being with us. You feed us as the bread of life, most especially in the Eucharist. You feed us by your Spirit, and you give us the daily bread of your Word, which we listen to now. Lord Jesus, enable us to understand it more deeply, to live it more faithfully, to proclaim it more effectively. As we repent of our sins and as we forgive one another, we ask you, come to us, abide with us, Lord God of life. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. The elders of Israel and all the leaders of the tribes, the princes and the ancestral houses of the children of Israel came to King Solomon in Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, from the city of David, which is Zion. All the people of Israel assembled before King Solomon during the festival in the month of Ethanim, the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had arrived, the priests took up the Ark. They carried the Ark of the Lord and the meeting tent with all the sacred vessels that were in the tent. The priests and Levites carried them. King Solomon and the entire community of Israel, present for the occasion, sacrificed before the ark sheep and oxen too many, in number to count. The priests brought the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place beneath the wings of the cherubim in the sanctuary, the holy of holies of the temple. The cherubim had their wings spread out over the place of the ark, sheltering the ark and its poles from above. There was nothing in the ark but the two stone tablets, which Moses had put there at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel at their departure from the land of Egypt. When the priests left the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord, so that the priests could no longer minister because of the cloud, since the Lord's glory had filled the temple of the Lord. Then Solomon said, The Lord intends to dwell in the dark cloud, I have truly built you a princely house, a dwelling where you may abide forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, God is spirit. God is spirit. And yet what do we see here? We see God mingling with the physical. The gospel reading that is proclaimed today touches on this same theme when it says, and you'll recall, as Jesus was, was preaching and they brought to him all the sick, and the sick begged 
that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak. And the gospel says, as many as touched it were healed. Now, let's ask a question. The tassel on the cloak. The Ark of the Covenant, which was a wooden box with stone tablets inside of it. So cloth, wood, stone. And then as the Lord appears, well, of course, the temple made of precious metals and stone. And then the, the dark cloud. Is there something in stone or wood or cloth or cloud that is sacred or magical or are those things God? Or I mean, we're not pantheists, right? We don't believe that God and the universe are the same thing. And if God is spirit, why isn't it enough for us to just invoke him as a spirit? But you look at the not only the presence of the ark, but the reverence that the people had, the ceremonial, the, 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 how sacred these things were regarded by, by the people, and then how connected they are to the presence of the Lord Himself. Because what was said here by the king and what was being honored by the people was not just that the wood and the stone and the cloud was present. What was appreciated by the sick in Jesus' time was not just that the cloth was present, but that all these physical things led them to the eternal God. And that's the point. Do not despise the physical things. Our spirituality, our religion is very physical. And we constantly have to battle against the heresy, the false notion. That spiritual things are to be dealt with only spiritually. No, spiritual things, while indeed being dealt with spiritually, have to be dealt with physically. And this is the teaching. Obviously, eventually, that God who is all spirit becomes flesh. So if you think that it's a lot that God mingles in with the incense clouds and the wood and, and stone of the ark... How much more that he mingles with human flesh and bones and blood and hearts and brains and livers in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. In other words, to put it another way, if the temple of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, the cloud of incense, or the tassel on Jesus' garment can so effectively represent and convey the presence of the Lord, how much more that physical reality, which is the human body. Think of this for a moment. God's presence is reverently sought and received by these physical objects. And they were beautiful, the temple especially. How much more the human body as a manifestation of God. Now you see, it's it, ironically... The human body, which is obviously even greater, more awe-inspiring than any kind of stones or metals or, or wood, it, it, it is often more easy for us to miss the sacred meaning that's portrayed by it. Why? Well, because it's, because it's so familiar. I mean, we are our body as well as our soul. And we see, other, we, we interact with other people, not just that we don't interact with them as spirits. We interact with them as... Flesh and, and flesh and bones and blood. 
And so the body is so familiar to us, we take it for granted too easily. And yet in our faith, in our Christian life, the body is the supreme manifestation of God. We're made in the image and likeness of God, human life. Don't we live in a culture that despises the body? I mean, and first, first and foremost, by negating its value and significance by letting it be torn apart by abortion. But likewise, by all kinds of sexual exploitation, whether it's the trafficking of children and, and women, or whether it's just the, 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 the shameful practices connected with pornography, degrading the body. I mean, it's amazing when you take the average secular-minded person in our society, they might be more uncomfortable with somebody desecrating a, a sacred building than desecrating a sacred body. It is the body that has to have priority. It is the body that needs to evoke from us even more reverence than if we were at this temple built by Solomon, filled with the glory cloud of the Lord and the Ark of the Covenant brought in with great majesty and solemnity. We should be more awestruck by the human body than by all of that put together. It's because, of course, experiences of seeing the temple or the Ark of the Covenant are, it's not within our reach, it's not within our realm of everyday experience, so familiarity breeds contempt. But brothers and sisters, let's correct that by our prayer, by our meditation, by our reflection on the fact that, yes, what should be most awe-inspiring is the human body. And yes, that body deserves not only respect, but the first foundation stone of respect is protection, that we protect those babies in the womb. Don't over-spiritualize the abortion issue by thinking, oh, it's just a matter of conversion of ideas or healing of hearts. No, it's protection of bodies. Stop that baby's body from being dismembered. Stop that baby's skull from being taken out in pieces. The reverence for the human body, it's key to our relationship with God. Amen. Lord, we not only thank you for the human body, you have made us as bodies and souls. We not only thank you for this gift, but we beg you today for new strength, new resolve to defend and protect and reverence this gift of human life manifested in the body. Let us see you, Lord God. Let us see your image in human persons all around us. We intercede for all those whom we know and those we don't know all the intentions that have been expressed and all those that remain in our hearts meet our needs, whether spiritual or physical. And Lord, bring an end to the culture of death. Bring an end to the scourge of abortion. Bring an end to the dismemberment of babies. Bring an end to the disrespect for the human body. May we reverence you just as the people of old reverenced you in the temple. May we reverence you in the bodies of our brothers and sisters born and still in the womb. Now we sum up our prayers using the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me. Again, invite others in. Let's expand our audience. Connect with me on all the social media platforms, at FR Frank Pavone, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.